Tonight brings us game two of Dallas Stars versus Calgary Flames in the first round of the 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs. And on today's episode, we will talk about what the Stars need to do in order to head back to Dallas with the series tied at one. We'll take a look back to the last time these teams met up in the playoffs, talk about two keys to the game that we touched on a little bit yesterday, but need to dive into more today. All coming up on Thursday's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Thursday, May 5th, and we have another game day on our hands. The Stars looking to get even in this first-round series against the Calgary Flames. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of Locked on Stars. Thank you for stopping by and making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen. Remember, we are free and available no matter how you listen or where you listen. And you can always find myself and our show on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis and at Locked on Stars. But without any further hesitation, let's get right down to business. This is a huge game. I, I feel like this is a as much of a must-win game as you can have if you're the Dallas Stars uh, at any point in this year. Um, going back to Dallas down 0-2 would still you know, not make it impossible for Dallas to win this series, but it becomes much more difficult because then you have to play perfect at home uh, and, and for sure get two wins on home ice to even have a chance to still have a shot to win this series. So this is a absolutely monumental game for the Stars and, and for their fate for the rest of these Stanley Cup playoffs. And it's uh, on the line pretty early, if you ask me. But, I mean, this is a, a big moment. There's a lot of intensity and a lot of pressure around this moment uh, for a lot of teams in the NHL playoffs right now. But the Dallas Stars have been in a situation very, very similar to this, even down to the team that they're playing. Let's take a moment to go back in time to the 2020 playoffs when the Dallas Stars were a three-seed in the Western Conference bracket taking on the six-seeded Calgary Flames. If any of you uh, watched that series, if you were Stars fans at the time, hockey fans at the time, you'll remember the Dallas lost game one of that series. Dylan Dubé was like going insane in that series against the Stars. Uh, I think he had two goals in that first game, and Dallas falls short to Calgary in game one, despite being the higher seeded team, despite having, I mean, home ice advantage. There was really no home ice advantage in the 2020 playoffs because they were playing in that Edmonton bubble. So no fans, but Dallas, I mean, was the higher seeded team. So there was the expectation that they should win that first round uh, and move on to, to the second round of the playoffs. But they came out, they come out pretty soft and lose that first game to Calgary. And, you know, Dallas surrendered a goal 19 seconds into game two. Uh, but they eventually did win a back-and-forth second game in that series. But there was a moment in time where things just did not look good against Calgary early on in the series, even bleeding into the start of that second game. Again, Dylan Dubé uh, getting that first goal of the game literally 19 seconds off the clock in Game 2. And then, it, it, you know, it was just up and down that entire series for Dallas because then they get shut out in Game 3 
and they were down in game four with under one minute left. And I, I remember this moment so vividly. I was a resident assistant in college, and I, it was like right before students started arriving on campus. But I'm watching this game happen in my dorm room, uh, you know, seeing, OK, well, the Dallas Stars are about to go down 3-1 to the Calgary Flames in round one of the playoffs. Just not meant to be. Uh, this just isn't the year. Um, obviously, you know, the bubble was just a weird situation in general and the stars just didn't at the moment, didn't seem cut out for the situation. It seemed like that there would be a little too much pressure, but then we get the heroics from Joe Pavelski and Alexander Radulov that ends up tying that game. Radulov scores that game winner in overtime and the stars end up moving on, uh, to live another day and tie that series two two. And then they eventually, you know, do that thing that they do where they just get really hot at the right time they win the next two games in that series including a three i believe it was a 3-0 deficit in game six where it looked like calgary was going to come back and tie the series and we were going to need game seven but then dallas wins that game by a final score of seven to three and they eventually made it to the stanley cup finals this dallas stars team in 2020 went from on the brink of a 3-1 deficit in the first round against the calgary flames to game six of the Stanley Cup Finals. And it just all started with, I think, that moment of Pavelski scoring that game-time goal and Radulov scoring that overtime winner. I think that that was the spark that not only got Dallas out of that game or out of that series, but that's what propelled them to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. There was obviously a plethora of great moments on the rest of that playoff run in the Colorado series and the Vegas series, but it all started right there. And, and I think that's what the Stars need going into this game against the Calgary Flames. They need that trademark moment uh, to light the spark, like, like like we saw in Game 4 of the 2020 first-round series. You know, we had that fight in Game 1. We had the big scuffle that saw uh, Anderson and Klingberg get ejected, Michael Raffle giving the business to Matthew Kachuk, and that, that was all good and great uh, as far as getting the guys going for that game, but I think it was really only a moment for that game. I don't know how much of that is going to carry over into Game 2 because I think both teams saw what their teams looked like without their for Calgary, likely their best defender in Dallas, one of their top two defenders out on the ice. And so you probably don't want to have another situation like that, but Dallas needs someone to step up or multiple guys to step up and provide, you know, any kind of moment where we can look back at the end of this postseason, however long the stars last in this insane gauntlet of a 2022 playoff run. And where we can look back and say, this is where it all started because fill in the blank name, did fill-in-the-blank action and scored fill-in-the-blank points or scored at this time or did this in this moment in the game. This is what started the run. This is what sparked the run. The Dallas Stars need that moment. I don't know who it's going to be. It's not for me to say who it's going to be. I have my ideas of who I'd like for it to be. Uh, you know, Maybe someone on that top line or maybe Sagan or Ben to finally rally and be the postseason performers that we need them to be. But that's that's what it's going to take for Dallas to get out of this first round series against Calgary with the win and for them to go even deeper than that. Cause it's not just about winning, you know, a first round playoff matchup. That's nice. It's nice to not get eliminated in round one of the playoffs, but that doesn't finish the job. There's still three more times that you have to do that. And it's likely only going to get more difficult the longer you go on. But I think if Dallas has that moment where they realize that it's possible I, I think the sky's the limit. And I think that's what happened in 2020. We saw them overcome that deficit and tie game game four and win game four and tie the series. And coming back has just been a theme for this team really ever since that bubble run. Obviously, they had a lot to overcome in the 2021 season and they had a lot to overcome 
and the 21-22 season with COVID uh, and even just being better late in games and clutch situations. We saw the Stars team do a complete 180 uh, as far as overtime results and just being ready for the moment whenever games were tied late or if they were down a goal late or if they needed a big stop late. We saw the Stars handle those situations a lot better. So I think that this team, even after game one, I think that even losing game one to Calgary, getting shut out by Jacob Markstrom in game one, I think even that is adversity that is still adding to this narrative that the Dallas Stars are going to continue to fight no matter what the odds are stacked against them. We've seen it since 2020. We saw it in 21 whenever the Stars were injury-ridden but still almost made the playoffs in what was one of the tougher divisions in that division realignment. And we've seen it this season. A lot of people didn't think the Stars could make the postseason. They said the Central Division was too stacked. They said Vegas was probably going to make the playoffs over Dallas or if it was going to be someone else, Vancouver, uh, another team. And now they're saying, okay, Dallas is here, but they're not going to beat the Flames. And they might be right. But at the same time, we know that the Stars team is very much capable of having that trademark moment where they can come out and rally behind one another and play for one another and play for something bigger than themselves. We're going to continue to talk about this game two matchup between the Stars and the Flames. Take a deeper look at what the Stars need to do on a more practical level in order to get the win here in game two. We'll do all that after we take a minute to say thank you to some of our sponsors. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Athletic Greens and their product, AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him over $100 a day. So he created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Moving on to the next segment of today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Thank you guys again for tuning in. If you're new to Locked on Stars here, uh, trying to get some Dallas Stars playoff content, thank you for stopping by. I do hope that you will drop a, a subscription, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, truly do appreciate the continued support for you guys. It's incredible, uh, and it's going to be a ton of fun to continue to cover the Stars team throughout the playoffs and offseason. But let's look ahead 
to tonight's matchup, Game 2, Stars and Flames. Based on what we saw in Game 1, I think it's pretty clear what Dallas needs to do in order to come out and have a shot to win the second game. And at the end of the day, it's all about physicality. They need to be more physical. And if you take a look at Dallas's wins this season, I mean, I didn't look at every single win that they had, but I, I took a look at the win streak that they had back in November, December, uh, even took a look at some of the wins in the second half of the season. Almost every win you see from the Dallas Stars, they were either tied with the up, up opponent or they led in uh, hits. Uh, whenever you look at the score sheet, the final stats, the Dallas Stars typically have the lead in hits whenever they win their hockey games. And I don't think that's a mistake. That's probably the case for a lot of hockey teams, but especially a team like Dallas that is so defensively rooted uh, and a, a team that's not necessarily known for their offense. I think that, that it, it's just, it just makes sense. A team that's going to be a little bit more defensive-minded if they're able to lay more hits and assert themselves physically more often than the opposition, they're probably going to win games or at least be in a better position to win their games. You know, this isn't something that should be new to the Stars. I mean, they are no strangers to contact or physicality. They were eighth in the NHL in hits, while Calgary only 14th in hits uh, throughout the entire league this season. Yet, Calgary had 34 hits on Tuesday, and Dallas only had 20. Calgary, I mean, I don't know if it's because they were the home team, and I mean, they're one of the, the higher seeds here in the playoffs. I mean, obviously riding a little bit of momentum, and they kind of have that edge to them. But they, they just came out and laid the boom on Dallas. I mean, that's what started that big brawl. Kachuk just absolutely laid that massive hit on Klingberg behind the net. And then it, all, it just all broke loose from there. But, I mean, there were moments where Dallas got some good hits, but it was mostly just Calgary doing the damage. And, you know, Dallas doesn't need to wait to strike with hits. I think that's kind of what they were doing. I don't know if that's because they were the road team or they were focused on something else. But... They just need to take it to the flames early on. You know, if you're, you know, uh, to, you know, yesterday was Star Wars Day. And so that's on my mind. And, you know, if you're the rebels, you're not going to wait for Darth Vader to come at you with his lightsaber. If you're trying to take down the Death Star, you're just going to go straight at the Death Star. You know, you're going to take out the stormtroopers, take out the defenses, not wait for them to attack you or approach you. You're going to go at them from the get go, even when they least expect it. And, uh, you know, Dallas, very similarly, in enemy territory, playing in Calgary, no one in that building is expecting them to do well or wanting them to do well. So Dallas needs to come out from the first puck drop and assert their dominance and take the Flames and their fans by surprise. It might not result in goals immediately. I mean, they might not put up insane offensive numbers uh, as much as we'd love to see the return of that top line become the Minutemen. They need to at least assert themselves on a physical sense. Uh, even if Calgary is getting more shots on goal early in the game, those need to be difficult shots on goal to come by because Dallas is playing aggressively on the boards and making it difficult for Calgary to get in any sort of rhythm. And you even look at the star players on this team. Johnny Gaudreau is five foot nine inches, 165 pounds. I mean, he's fast and shifty, but he's tiny. He, he's small for a hockey player. And I, you know, and we talked about it earlier this week. Some big hits to Johnny Gaudreau would definitely throw off his game. And you look at Lindholm, he's only 195 pounds, 6'1", to Kachuk, a little bit bigger. He's 6'2", 201 pounds. Michael Raffle, 6'1", 205 pounds. So that fight was actually fairly evenly matched between those two, even though I think Michael Raffle definitely got the best uh, of Matthew Kachuk, if you ask me. Um, and you don't really even have to ask me. You can go watch the fight for yourself and see that he clearly uh, got the best of Kachuk in that one. 
Um, and, you know, I, I'm saying all this, I, and I, I said it on yesterday's episode as well. The stars don't need to do anything illegal or dirty. I, I don't want that. I don't want it to become a, a point of controversy um, of saying, okay, the Dallas Stars are a dirty team and any wins that they got was because they were, you know, headhunting these Calgary players. I don't want it to be anything like that. But, I mean, hits are a part of the game. I mean, they stat track it for a reason. Uh, you know, they, they keep track of the hits that guys absorb throughout games, and they've done it for years now. And so Dallas can use that to their advantage. The fact that they have really big physical bodies and guys that like to be enforcers, guys that like to be aggressors. They need to take advantage of that and look to try to slow down these big offensive weapons. And if Calgary's going to beat you, make it be other guys that aren't guys on that top line. Uh, it's going to be easier said than done, but I think that's going to be the key to this game. You got to come out quick and make Calgary's life miserable for all 60 minutes of that game. And if Calgary's able to win and rise above the physicality of the Dallas Stars, hats off to them. That means they probably played one heck of a hockey game, and they probably deserve to win. But I don't like their chances if Dallas plays their brand of hockey, which is leading the game in hits and forcing the issue with whoever they're playing. Coming up next, we will continue to talk about one of the biggest keys in this game uh, because we want the Stars to be physical, but not too much to where they're in the penalty box for too long. We'll talk about that coming up after another quick break. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is also brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's Run to the Roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. And we're closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars, talking about another big key to this game. It's something that if Dallas does this well, they have a really good shot at winning. Uh, and that is, of course, penalties. Both teams took 30 penalty minutes in game one. A lot of that due to the scuffle that happened at the end of the first period. But still, even outside of that, there were a lot of moments where guys were in the penalty box due to holding, uh, tripping, boarding calls, you name it. I mean, the game one had a little bit of everything as far as uh, the penalties that were called during the game. But, you know, Dallas looked really good for the most part, on five-on-five on five defensively. And, of course, we all know the one goal that they did surrender was on the penalty kill five seconds in to a Calgary power play, uh, which still, even after that goal was surrendered, the Dallas Stars looked pretty good uh, on the penalty kill as well. Um, so it, I think a huge key to this game is going to be penalty minutes and trying to restrict those as best they can because if the Dallas Stars commit less penalties and don't give up that power play goal to the Flames and the rest of the game kind of plays out the way that it did, who knows what the final result ends up being? I mean, I don't know if we would have gotten a three overtime game like we saw at Madison Square Garden between the Rangers and Penguins. But I think that there would have been probably more than 60 minutes played in that game. You know, the Flames had 291 goals for in the regular season, and 54 of those were on the power play. Uh, Calgary and Dallas's power play numbers are actually strikingly similar. Both teams were 10th in the league with 54 power play goals. They both rank around 10th place in power play percentage, 
over the entire season. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. I didn't really know that going into the series. I know that the penalty kill for Calgary is much better, uh, but the power plays for both these teams actually, actually match up really well as far as numbers and statistics, uh, which, I mean, I wish the Dallas Stars were back to where they were earlier in the year when they were like a top five unit in the league, but still, uh, all things considered, did better than I think a lot of people thought they did at the end of the year, being ranked where they are, but still leaving a lot to be desired at this point in time. But Calgary definitely has that defensive advantage, like I said. you know. But on the other hand, they are the most penalized team, the 10th most penalized team in the National Hockey League this season, while Dallas was the least penalized team. So this is going to be a huge talking point throughout this game. If Dallas can kind of return to form of being the least penalized team in the NHL and take less penalties than Calgary, but also somehow force Calgary to take more penalties, I think that puts them in an excellent position. You know, I think the Stars can show that physicality that we talked about in the last segment while also being smart uh, and trying to avoid the stupid penalties, but also still knowing when to strike and when to use their bodies on the boards. And I, I think these guys definitely have the capability to do that. I think they have the veteran prowess and the veteran knowledge to know when to strike and when to kind of hold off and, and, and wait. Uh, in order to you know avoid committing a penalty, which hopefully they'll do that better than they did in game one. And you know they the power play has been lacking as of late, but even if they don't score on many of their power play opportunities, they need to get Calgary in as much penalty trouble as possible in order to generate some good looks and make life hard for Jacob Markstrom. We talked about that after game one. I mean, that's really going to be the key for the rest of this series, or one of the keys is just making life incredibly difficult for Jacob Markstrom because he eventually will crumble if you continue to go at him. And that's kind of the the only method that you can have against a guy like that that's been so rock solid all season long. You just have to throw a barrage of shots at him, and things will eventually go in. Uh, and I think that all starts with good power play looks. Dallas didn't look fantastic on the power play in game one, and hopefully they make the proper adjustments coaching-wise and maybe even personnel-wise in order to get some better looks. And it all starts with those clean zone entries. They haven't been good at entering the zone on the power play. If they can get in the zone and establish themselves and get some good looks, it's only a matter of time before we can finally see them get on the scoreboard. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube as well as your favorite podcasting platform. Remember, we are free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen. You can also find me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis and our show on Twitter as well at Locked on Stars. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as we react to and break down all the action in game two. But we'll see you there, Stars fans. Remember to be loud, wear green, and go Stars. You know the drill. We'll see you back here tomorrow.